This is week three of the Mike Hill Show. We are live. We got great guests, great coaches coming on. And, you know, we got the same routine. We are going to uh, look at the uh, top 25, see how people, how teams fared in that top 25, see if they handle their business or not. Uh, we'll take a look at some big wins. And we'll give a shout out to a few players that um, have been nominated for top performers. So looking back, let's just look at the top 25, the West Coast Prep top 25. The top three teams did play this weekend. Sarah is the number one seed. They had a home opener, right? And they they, they did what they're supposed to. They're not playing around this year. Sarah is big time, right? And, and they are going to contend for that, you know, that uh, NorCal title, who may, you know, whoever they may face. But they had a, a great win, started slow, but then just, you know, just took off. I think they played Cathedral Catholic out of your uh, out of the Valley. So that was a big win there. So they'll stay at number one. I'm pretty sure uh, we got number two, Dela. Dela travels down to uh, Mountain View to play St. Francis. And they had like some revenge on their mind. Uh, last year, St. Francis beat them. And that was like the first loss in a regular season in a long time. So I know that stung for a year. So they came back ready to play. Right. And it wasn't really it looked like, uh, you know, I didn't I wasn't at the game live, but it looks like they dominated the game from start to finish. Um, one of my favorite players, one of my favorite players is Cooper, Cooper Flanagan out of De La Salle. He is the Notre Dame commit. See, six foot seven. That's what it said on ESPN the other night. Six foot seven, 251 pounds. He's bigger than some NFL tight ends, right? So, and he he did some work. He has 66 yards receiving and a touchdown, and he's headed to Notre Dame. Uh, why I like him, I got to see him down in LA at a seven-on-seven tournament, and he was basically a receiver. He played in the slot. He played outside. He made big-time catches to lead KT Prep seven-on-seven uh, -seven to win the uh, the LA tournament. I can't remember the name, but we went down to LA. A lot of teams from the Bay Area, from SoCal, those teams from Utah, Nevada, Houston, and he just really showed out. He showed out, and then after you know speaking to him, he was humble, right? I, I made a post about him or whatnot, and then he messaged me pretty much instantly and said, thanks coach. I appreciate that. And like I was talking to Tayshawn, some kids that get big time, they get a little cocky, but he is also another one that didn't and stays humble. And then he's going to have a bright future. He's already having a bright career at Daylaw. And I think he's going to be doing big things at Notre Dame. So number two, Daylaw will stay at number two. And then number three, Pitt, Pitt played California. Um, it looks like they, they did what Pitt do, right? They went out there, they had explosive plays from the offense. Um, I got to give a, a shout out to uh, Kai Taylor. You know, I got to meet Kai, a great kid. His father is there often, super supportive, rooting for his kid. I've seen him at so many different camps, coaching his son up to make him be great. Uh, Kai has seven catches, 208 yards, and two touchdowns in one game. Like, these kids are putting up some absolute numbers these days, man. So, um Kai is a three-star athlete. Uh, he has four offers, but he is locked in. He committed to Nevada. He worked for that offer. I remember when he got the offer, man, just after grinding through uh, different different cramp national preps. You know what I mean? Just keep he kept showcasing himself and kept working, and then he finally got the one that he wanted. So he's committed to Nevada Wolfpack. He'll be an impact player. He'll get up there and just be a baller. So uh, the top three remain the same they all won so the top three the west coast prep top 25 will remain the same and i looked at it it looks like uh four teams 
four teams lost in the top 25, but they lost to some top 25 teams. And then there are a lot of team of bye weeks, bye weeks going into this. So I don't think it's going to be too much movement in the top 25. People, teams fare well um, this week and week three. So let's just move on. There's some big wins. There's some big wins that I want to highlight during this show. Um, Akalani's right, was supposed to lose to uh, Sheldon from Sacramento. And Akalani's continued to prove why they are one of the best programs in the Bay Area. They moved to 3-0. That was a big-time win. It was a close matchup, and uh, they're confident over there. I think they want to make a bigger push in the playoffs, talking to uh, Coach Stewart, who's the co-offensive coordinator there, and has those boys locked in. So shout-out to Akalani's with that big win. The other one is uh, one of my good friends, Coach Johnson at Branham. Branham is rolling at 3-0, right? They had a big-time win over Gunderson, and um, we got to play them. Menlo got to play them in a 7-on-7 event this, this summer. Um, so we got close with them. We even went to their fundraiser and hung out. So we are close to the Branham program, or I'm close to the Branham program, and they're 3-0, and they're rolling. They're getting ready for their league. Another great game I got to uh, follow – via the reporters was a uh, Campolindo. Um, I'm not sure some one of West Coast Preps reporters were there. I'm not sure if it was Greg or Chris, but they were there for the live game. And that was a uh, 28 to 26 over Windsor. And they scored at the last second, right? It was absolutely bananas. That time expires, Campolindo pulls it off and wins. Um, so that's a big time win there. We also got Bandit. Bandon uh, beat Foothill. Foothill's a great program here in the Bay Area. And Bandon came, uh, came out and just showed them what time it was. It looks like the score was 23 to 14. Um, um, and there was a question that came up on Twitter when we asked for top games of the week. And I think Bandon versus Foothill was the West Coast Preps game of the week. And someone asked, do they got a lot of returners? Or, you know what I mean? And then their coach chimed in and said, we don't need a lot of returners. We got the same players from last year who are underclassmen that are back. You know what I mean? So and I commented, talk your talk, right? Because they didn't have to reload. They was already loaded. The, you know, for lack of better words, the bullets just got a little bit better, right? And they and they shooting at all cylinders right now. So Bandon uh, looks like they're 3-0, and um, and they are headed for another state title. That's what they're trying to get, man. And when you got a lot of returners playing the same league, playing the same teams, you might get it. So shout out to Bandits for going off and pulling off that win. Another, this was a this was an interesting uh, intro. Uh, we had St. Vincent DePaul um, out in the North Bay. I saw some pictures that a lady rode in on a horse to lead the team down the field. Like, that's big time. Like, y'all got horses coming through and y'all winning. And it wasn't even a close matchup. I think St. Vincent DePaul really just ran away from them. Um, I got to meet their coaching staff during the summer those are great guys Trent has those kids um pushing at all going at all cylinders man so they're going to make another run in this playoffs again so shout out to St. Vincent de Paul man and they got some uh they got some athletes they got some kids getting some div division one looks I think air, one of the kids have Air Force some of the kids have Ivy League so they got a, a great program out there um in the North Bay and they're doing some great things let me check my notes. So I got two more. Oh, let's see. Bellarmine. The Bellarmine Bells bounced back. 
right? They go down to uh, San Leandro or San Lorenzo, San Leandro, I'm sorry. And they go down and they avenge their 0-2 start, right? Um, they played a tough two games to, to start off, right? They went to Menlo Atherton. And right after Menlo Atherton, they went to McClyman, just two powerhouse. They started off 0-2 and they came back and won. And I think they will be a team to... Uh, to watch out for in this WCL as it gets started. They can, they will be a playoff team. I'm pretty sure they will finish um, top, at least top four in their league and they will get in the playoffs and make a run. So shout out to the Bellum and Bales. You know, they got a good coaching staff over there and they got those kids balling. My last one, this one kind of hits home. So Ethan Castle, a reporter, a great reporter um, based in San Francisco, but he's all over the place. You can catch him in Salinas, Hollister, San Francisco, Burlingame, Menlo Park. He's everywhere. And then he had an interesting stat that this was the first time in so long, right, that El Camino out of South San Francisco and South City High Warriors, the school I went to, legend, right, uh, they won on the same day. It's been so long, like those programs have been down. El Camino shocks Lincoln of San Francisco. That was big. Shout out to uh, a kid that I worked with during the summer. Manny had a good game, about 70 yards receiving and uh, 40 yards rushing. So uh, uh, about 100 yards in total offense. So congrats to him. And then South San Francisco. So this one, uh, this one hits home, man. I went to South City. South City kind of made me. We had a, a great time um, at South City. Or I had a great time at South City. Just looking back about all the tradition and the winning traditions that they had over there. Um, when I came in as a freshman, like we knew South City was real deal, right? We had big players. We had big time players. We had big rosters. And then um, I got lucky during my junior year. I think we went eight and one or nine and one. And my senior year, we went eight and two, made it to the uh, CCS playoffs. And then as time went on, things transpired. South City kind of hit a low point uh, where they were losing a lot of games and, uh, you know, participation was down. And uh, now Frank Morrow's back. He was my head coach. He's back leading the program. And they won. They beat Jefferson, man. And people kind of counted them off. They thought this was just going to be a year where they just compete for games. But Frank Morrow and Coach Pua is the defensive coordinator. Also one of my coaches got those kids playing over there. So shout out to South San Francisco and our league rival, uh, El Camino Colts. And they, their bell game is coming up in November. That's a big time rivalry. Um, I can remember playing in that game. It was magical. So I'll be there at the bell game in November. So that's my shout outs. We've got Akalani's, Branham, Campolindo, and uh, Vanden, St. Vincent de Paul. El Camino, South City, and Bellamine. So let's just move on. Uh, let's talk about let's talk about um, let's talk about some big time performers for this game. Some big time performers. Here we go. So I always ask you guys throughout the week, Friday and Saturday, tag me with players that just been going bananas, right? Who's been putting up numbers that need to be showed some love for their performances. So. Um, I get messages all the time. I get a lot of messages, actually. And then I try to just filter out the best based off the messages. I'm not able to look at everything. But um, let's first start with uh, Willie Nicholson, right? He's the quarterback. He's a 2025 quarterback out of Armio, out in the East Bay. 
He went 17 for 21, 235 yards, one touchdown, 73 yards rushing and one touchdown. So over 300 yards by this one gentleman and two touchdowns. So shout out to Willie, man. And they got Coach Haynes, one of my good friends out there, uh, re-sparking that program. They got a big-time recruit in Jericho who's getting offers from all over the country. So Army will be a team to keep an eye on as well. So we move down. Let's see. Okay, I got one of my one of my guys, Leroy Bryant. Leroy Bryant out of Rodriguez. He's a big-time athlete, and he works really hard, man. I got to meet Leroy a couple years ago, and he was super humble and just like, Coach, like, you know, can what do I need to do to get recruited? How do I get this? And then after that, he hooked up with a uh, with TMP seven on seven TMP elite, and his recruiting just took off, man. He went from lack, you know, not to, to diss him, went from a nobody to like one of the nation's top corners, right? So shout out to Leroy. Uh, he also plays receiver, so he see he hit me with the stats. He had 104 yards receiving, two touchdowns and an interception. Like, go ahead, keep going, man. You know I'm always rooting for you. Leroy's committed to Washington, big-time recruit going out to Washington. Let's see. So this one is special, man. So I got to look at the stats, and then let's give a shout-out to my to my former program, Sacred Heart Cathedral. Sacred Heart is 2-1, and one, right? They just beat Burlingame, and I'm at Menlo now, and Burlingame is in our league and on our schedule. So a way to knock that off, right? Uh, they had a good, they had a good outing, man. They all put up numbers. And my my three amigos, some kids that I'm really close with, looks like they went to work. Uh, Jerry Mixon, he had 148 yards rushing and a touchdown and a gang of tackle and sacks. R.L. Miller had a pick six. Um, it looks like during that time, Burlingame was looked like they were trying to score and knock on the door, and R.L. shut that with the pick six. And then Kendrick Sanders. You know, he started off slow at running back, but he has blazing speed, ripped off a 71-yard touchdown to put the icing on the cake. So shout out to Sacred Heart. Keep doing y'all thing, man, and keep on winning. They are 2-1 and one, heading into this bye week before they hop into that WCAL. So let's transition as we move forward. Let's transition. Let's talk about, let's talk about the game of the week. My game of the week for next week is going to be the Pittsburgh Pirates. You know, I love Pittsburgh and I love their coaches and their players and that whole culture that they got over there. Pittsburgh will host Folsom. We know Folsom is a powerhouse out there in the uh, 916 um, Sacramento, upper Sacramento area. Folsom will come down to play Pitt at Pitt. So that's the game of the week for me. It's going to be Folsom at Pitt. And these two teams can be also, you know, teams that can represent NorCal either in the open our division one uh, state title game. So that's the game of the week. We got Folsom versus Pittsburgh. And let's see what we're doing here. So let's just talk about Menlo. You know, I always got to give love to Menlo. I ain't got my Menlo shirt on, but I got my coach, Mike Hill, wide receiver training. You know, I train athletes across the, the Bay Area. I shoot out to Texas, shoot out to Arizona, Washington, uh, just to help kids get better. So I'm rocking myself today, man, to coach Mike Hill, wide receiver unit training. Um, so let's talk about Menlo. So we end up having a bye week um, this week. As we know, it was a like the heat was crazy this last week. We were in a heat, heat advisory in that Menlo. Uh, safety of our students is most importantly so most important. 
we were unable to practice this entire week outside pretty much because um, we were considered in the red uh, with our protocols, which didn't allow us to you know use the equipment, be outside uh, in the heat and train. So we were able to, you know, fortunately reschedule this game against Amador Valley. So we'll play Amador Valley on September 10th instead of playing at I'm September 30th. And instead of playing at home, we'll travel up to uh, Amador Valley and play them Friday night seven o'clock at Amador Valley and looking forward to uh, this game this week, Menlo will travel to freedom all the way out to Oakley. We'll hop on that bus on that charter bus, kick back and put our legs up and get ready for this battle against freedom. So we'll be at freedom on Friday night at seven o'clock. If you guys are in the East Bay near Oakley, Brentwood, Antioch, that area, come on down and see what Menlo has to offer and also see what freedom has to offer, right? They are coming off of some good games they're, they're a good team. They'll be ready to go. So Menlo versus Freedom coming up. <clears throat> hey, welcome to this third week of the Mike Hill Show uh, with West Coast Preps. I got some big-time guys here. I got a big-time coach out of Tennyson. Um, they are here to uh, tell us about Tennyson, like this program in the East Bay that's been 10-1 and one last year, and now they 3-0 again, about to make this run in this playoff. So I uh, welcome their head coach, Coach John. Pronounce your last name for me, Coach. Angelina. Angelina. John Pangelina um, is the head coach at uh, at Tennyson, and he's doing big things. So some research that I did looks like last year they were 10-1, and one, lost uh, in the uh, second round of playoffs and won the league title, but now they're 3-0. Right, and they back and they stars is a little bit more mature and experienced. So, coach, just tell us about Tennyson program. Maybe people don't know about it, where y'all located, things like that. Yeah, man. Um, my name is Coach John Pangelina. I've been with Tennyson uh, football program since honestly since uh, 2002. Wow. Uh, my, my older, all my, me and all my brothers played there. I got nephews and cousins that went through there and played as well. Um, so, the upbringing of me being around Tennyson. Started off as me being a water boy and a ball boy, you know, on the sidelines when when Tennyson, you know, had a bad reputation of losing. You know, that's where that reputation came from. Right. And um, I had a few college coaches ask me where the hunger comes from and the passion comes from to keep these guys motivated. And it started in those days when we were the ones getting getting blown out. You know what I mean? When I was watching my brothers out there struggling and playing, you know, um, and, you know, I just always been around it. Uh, started coaching in 2011 as a JV assistant, worked my way up. And this is my second year as a third year on varsity, second year as a varsity head coach. Um, you know, so I've been, I've been around the program my whole life, you know, so and two of my brothers coached me, all of my coaches on staff are all Tennessee alumni. Wow. So, you know, everyone here has been a part of that, that, that building process from, from player to coach, you know, and um, now it, it, all we're, all we're doing is just watering the seeds that have been planted, you know, and, and, and the fruits are growing, the fruits of our labor is showing with these athletes. They get to showcase their talent, you know, and um, we're just an underdog. Every year, everybody has us counted out, man. And, you know, we got some great talent out here in South Hayward. And, um, you know, these guys are just coming out there every Friday showcasing their talent with hopes of getting further. I got you. I got you, Coach. So let's just talk about the shift. So the culture had to shift when you either you took over or when you was assistant. What made this shift happen? Because it shifted. Um, honestly, I, I mean, all I did was, was grab the torch from Terry and just start running my own laps, you know. Um, Terry Smith coached, was coached me and, and all my family members, you know. So he, with him and our coaches before us instilled in us, we were able just to grab that torch and, and, and keep it moving, you know. And um, 
add our own flavor to it. You know, add a couple little different flavors to the pot, but you know, we're we're still stirring that same pot, man. And and you know, we're we're taking care of our guys, trying to trying to nurture them. And, and I want to say the biggest difference is is uh, instilling more of the of the athlete behind the. I mean, more of the young man behind the athlete. You know, we're trying to build these guys up for life, not just the football player during the season. You know, because I mean, many don't know that, but Coach Smith, you know, with us, it was a lot he did by himself. You know what I mean? And now I'm in that same situation, but I have some guys around me that could help out. But I feel like, you know, I'm, I'm younger. I'm 31 years old, and I'm fully focused and locked into what we're doing. So everything we're doing is family-orientated. You know, like we, we, we study hard together, watch film together, pray together, play together, train hard together, you know, and it's just all we got to do is just keep the machine going, you know, and just buy into the culture. and Everybody's bought into the program. You know, all these kids that, are, that have been playing since, since they've been here have, have had a winning success. You know what I mean? Um, like the graduating class last year, they, you know, they, it was like the tip of the ship. Like we were winning games. You know what I mean? We were in the playoffs since 2011. But uh, the, the class last year, their freshman year, they went eight, one and one. Sophomore year, seven and three. Junior year, five and oh with the COVID season. And then their senior year, they go uh, 11 and one. So, um, league, right? What, what y'all, the only loss came in the playoffs that year. Is, is that right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, that's so, and that's so, so season almost, yeah, yeah. Because like in the spring we went five and zero, oh, and then we turn around in the fall in the same year and go eleven and one. So you know, um, I know uh, it, it's 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 just a, you know the culture. You know what I mean? Every week we, we we preach championship week and we treat it as such. Everything comes with preparation. You know, proper preparation prevents for performance, and we all know that. So. We just try to take that and instill it in our young guys, not just for football, not just for the week, you know what I mean, not for the season, but but for life. You know, there's a, we, all, we all know that, that the game can teach us way more about life than anything. And, and all we're doing is just giving it back to these young guys. Got you, man. So, it, you know, it, it takes a village and y'all got it locked in. And I can tell just by talking to you, how y'all how, how y'all become successful man so i can i can feel a passion for tennessee and i'm talking to you so i know that just resonates with your boys man so let's just talk real quick about this recruiting uh, i know i i didn't know you yet but i saw you at the espn 300 you out there supporting your guy and i know you active on, on social media so so what's your take on recruiting like you know in a nutshell what you're trying to do for these kids and you know the next steps for them um, honestly, man, I think, I think, you know, uh, re re recruitment is what you want it to be. You know what I mean? Sometimes like, you know, guys don't really understand the process, but like as a coach, you gotta be, you gotta be hungry to learn. You know, you gotta put your pride aside and you gotta reach out to people and network for these kids because at the end of the day, you know, if you're not networking for your guys, then what are you doing? You know, like a lot of people have that mindset. If, if they're a player, they'll come, they'll find them. Yeah, that's true. But there's a lot of diamonds in the rough that could have, could have had some opportunity that people didn't push for, you know, and Absolutely. I'm saying, you know, we, we, we had this thing where we're like, you know, I'm going to reach out to people. You reach out to people, you know, we're constantly just reaching out to people trying to network because at the end of the day, if, if, if you have good relationships with people, you know, somebody can help you get a kid somewhere, you know, and um, I feel like there's many different levels of football where kids can play. Some, some kids aren't D1, you know what I mean? Everybody has a dream of going that's D1. That's cool too, right? And that's cool. You don't got to be D1. You don't got to be D1. At the end of the day, you know, our goal is free education. If we can help these young men get a free education and change the dynamic of their family and, and, and you know, the household of what they grew up in and sometimes change their whole family's dynamic, like, that, that's that, that's a blessing. You know, free free college or partially free college, like, that's amazing, man. Some of these kids are leaving the state. A lot of guys are afraid they get these small offers and they're afraid to leave because no one's really preparing them for that. You know what I mean? They're afraid for the real world, but 
taking that leap of faith and going and becoming a young man on your own, that's, that's going to change the whole dynamic of your family. One day when you get married and have kids, you know what I mean? Like now they have a father who, who's an educated person, you know what I mean? And, and coming from areas where that's not common sometimes, you know, right, like right. That, that could be a whole cultural shift in the whole family. So, right. you know, we just want to keep these guys educated, networking with as many coaches as we can. You know, I'm an open book. I like to learn from coaches, and, you know, like just constantly learning and trying to evolve myself so I could teach my coaches and teach my, my athletes around me, you know, that, that you know, and let them know as well, like, you know, as men, you got to put your pride and that ego aside, you know, kind of just demolish that because the, the, the day you, you think you know it all is the day you stop growing. You know? Yeah, you don't slip Exactly. And we got to just, we got to just stay sharp, you know, iron, iron sharpens iron. And, you know, we got to just stay connected with each other and build a bridge for these young athletes to, to get further than we did, man. For sure, man. And I'll tell you, like you said, recruiting is relationships, man. And it's, uh, what's that called? Uh, texts that don't get responded to. It's phone calls and emails that the, people don't see that, though, right? Like, they don't, yeah. see, you know, exactly. in the back when you're waking up, like, while you're drinking coffee or whatnot, trying to get these kids out of there. You know what I mean? There is some superstars. I mean, you've been lucky to coach a superstar, had a few at Cathedral. It's easy for them, but we're talking about the other ones. It's more than yeah. one, so yeah. it takes a lot, man. So I applaud you. I see you, and, and, and you're doing big things, but Let's get to your man to two of your players. We got QB one, we got Jordan Hernandez, and we got Tayshawn, um, the wide receiver one. So let's hop into them, Coach. You can chime in anytime you want to, man. Let's just have an open conversation. Uh, let's start with a uh, let, let's start with the quarterback. It all starts with the quarterback. So real quick, yes, introduce your quarterback, Coach. Uh, we got Jordan Hernandez, QB one out of Tennyson High School. It's his senior year, man. He, he this guy's this guy's electrifying. Go ahead, Jordan. What's up, guys? I'm Jordan Hernandez, Tennessee High School quarterback, senior. Yeah. Jordan, what's up, man? So I got to meet you. I meet you at a camp earlier in the summer. So I know you've been grinding. Um, you've been having your receivers having a record break breaking season and you throwing them the ball. So you got to be breaking records too. Let's just talk about y'all success this year. Three and oh. How did y'all get to this point? And what's y'all goal? What's your goal as a quarterback to lead this team through the playoffs and uh, you know, and, and chase the state championship? Man, so as far as going 3-0 early, I mean, we've been putting in the work since, shoot, when did we start, Coach? Like, March? It's been early. We've been grinding every day. January, bro. January. So, these, yeah, guys, these guys, these guys, these two have been working. Hold on, Jordan. These two have been working as soon as the season started. So they've right. been on their own yeah. mission. You know what I mean? So, and you can tell. And, and you know I'm saying? Fruit of the labor. It's showing in week three, y'all got yeah. more, more passing yards than some kids in a whole season. So... Go ahead. So what's your goal for this team, uh, Jordan, this year? Um, Y'all went 10-1 last year. You you got the rings. What's your goals for the team? Man, for the team, I'm trying to win a stake. Like, sure. all the, like, the personal stuff, like, the records, it'll come. Like, it'll fall. But I'm trying to go to stay. I'm trying to win that thing. I'm trying to go all the way. And I think y'all can do it, man. I was looking at y'all's schedule, right? Y'all got y'all got a, a great opportunity. You know, maybe some tough games against San Leandro, Logan, Oakland Tech, right? That'll yeah. be dog fights. But then, man, it, it sky's the limit. And you know, when you get into the playoffs, anything can happen. And I think this year, man, y'all older, y'all gonna avenge that loss. Did y'all lose to Car was it Car uh, Cardinal Newman? Cardinal Newman, yeah. A clap back this year. I think it's gonna come, man. So yeah. I'm for y'all. So. What's your goals as, as you know, as far as like uh, the next level? Do you want to play college ball? Do you got a certain school you want to go to? Just tell us about your recruitment and, you know, what you got for your future. So, yeah, most definitely. I've had so a couple looks so far early. So as far as like last year, 
some from like Fresno State, San Jose, Sac State. And then I recently got my first offer from Southwest Minnesota State. For sure. So, yeah, I'm most definitely trying to go play college ball. Yeah, most definitely. I think it's going to happen. You keep slinging that ball around, they're going to come knocking, man. That's just how it goes. No, but, you know, I I seen you in the summer working. You look good at the camps you poised. So I know you're going to have a good season, man. And let's bring on your boy. He's going to help you get – y'all going to help each other, right? Y'all going to help each other here. So, Tayshawn, man, if you can hop on and then let's just chime in about you, Doc. Yes, sir. So good. What's happening? So what's your goal? What's your goals for the team, man? So the ball's coming to you a lot. You know, it could be pressure or whatnot. People handle pressure different ways. What's your mindset around that? I mean, as far as like handling pressure, I mean, I kind of expected it, you know what I mean? Our coach said it's a privilege to have pressure on you, you know what I mean? And I felt I felt that pressure ever since I got into high school, you know, whether it's me from fans or coaches, I felt it on myself, you know what I mean, to go somewhere where, you know, a lot of not other people in my family been at. So when I and then when we talk about team expectations, you know, of course the, the goal is to go to state, but you know, I know I know in myself that I'm gonna get better, but I think I think what would really fulfill me more than anything, of course, you know, state state's gonna be the that's the number one goal. Yeah. But under that, I think for me, it's like seeing everyone around me get better. You know, I mean, a lot of players that haven't really played football, like, you know, haven't really played football for a long time, like I have, or maybe Jordan, you know, um, my, our teammate Jamar. You know, they haven't, you know, sees people know know how to play the game, know what they're looking at, know how to react. You know what I mean? Just seeing them get better and enjoy the game, see how 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 we enjoy it. See, I want them to see how we see it. You know what I mean? I love the game for what it is. You know, I want them to go play college ball too. You know, everyone, I want everyone to go play college ball. That's their all, that's all their dreams. I want to see that happen. You know what I mean? And that's, that's something that'll fulfill me more than anything. Hey man, that's a, that's a selfless statement from a dude who was a four-star recruit and you can be super, I, I come across a lot of athletes, man. People can be super airheaded and get to the head. And they'll never mention a teammate. You know what I mean? So just the fact that you, you popped on and your first comment was about the success of your teammates like that says a lot about you it says a lot about your parents it says a lot about your coaches man so I'm really excited for y'all now because y'all, y'all just a different different you know a different breed so let's talk about y'all stats so both of y'all you know chime in so the last game which was just bananas I was looking I mean I always go through the stats and look at the Twitter and the last stats let's go with Jordan first so Jordan you had um let's see you had a uh, 386 passing yards, five touchdowns, and a rushing touchdown in one game. Yeah. God, yeah. Dang, how was it back there? You must have been. I, I didn't see how many you know times you dropped back, but how? I mean, you had to be back there slinging it. How was that? It was. It was fun, man. I, I love. I love going out there and just throwing it to my guys. I mean, I had. I had 16 pass attempts, 12 completions. So yeah, you could do the math on, on that completion percentage. But yeah, I had I had all day back there just throwing it to my guys, getting in the rock. And, and and correct me if I'm wrong. So Mount Eden is y'all rival, and y'all and y'all put up the numbers. Yeah. Y'all y'all Man. put it on. It was it wasn't a, a friendly affair there. Oh no, well, yeah, we don't really we're not too <laughs> fond of them. I hear you, man. Hey, let's go to Tayshawn. So I jotted down. You got you had 303 yards and three touchdowns, and he probably took it easy on them. What is it like, man, just that three, 300 yards receiving in a game? You must have been just running all over the field. I mean, shoot. I mean, I want to piggyback off what Jordan said. I mean, he threw 16 times. I mean, bro, that's – I mean, that's probably the most we've really thrown in a game, to be honest. I mean, you know, 
we haven't, there's never been a time I can't remember since I've been here where we just threw it, threw it, threw it. You know what I mean? Going into this week, it was just like, we want to kill these dudes. You know what I mean? Everything, it was, this, this was more than just a win. That's, it was more than that. You know what I mean? And as far as my stats, you know what I mean? It comes and goes. I thought I could have, I, I thought I could have done better personally. You know, I didn't know, you know, when the reporter told me I had 303 yards, I, I didn't know I had 303 yards. I'm thinking like probably 185, maybe 200. But, you know, I had a lot of big plays, a lot of big plays, you know what I mean? A lot of, you know, plays where Jordan's going to scramble out and I see him, okay, I'm going to roll out, be, be give, give him a good angle. You throw the ball a good 40 yards, you know what I mean? Cross body and everything. There's plays where I'm just, I'm going to just burn the dude on top or I'm going to go up top of him and I'm going to do the rest. There was a play at halftime. I went for about 40 yards, a little just, they knew we were going deep, you know what I mean? So I, you know, get a little hitch and then I just did what I had to do. Got me a little 40 yards, you know? So it's just a lot of, a lot of plays where it's just like, let me do me, you know what I mean? A lot of work in the defender. You know, I, if I can recall, there was a play where I, I scored like, I think like 70-yard touchdown on just, it, I'm going to be honest, when we lined up there, that, that wasn't even the play. We weren't even, we, we didn't even run that play when we lined up. Like, I was like, I saw what I saw, and I was like, hold on. <laughs> switched it. I, I took I took one of my tails. I was like, hold on, get, get, in, the, get in the middle. Um, Man, get just yeah. And I just like I was like we did that you know and you no know, credit to um, Coach P because he ain't saying anything you know what I mean I know there's some coaches that'll flash out if I did what I did you know what I mean I was like I'm I'm running I'm running the strike now I'm running I don't really care ran it you know got a 70 yard touch and out of it it was just, it was just like that you know a lot of big plays you know I had eight catches and I did it all in the third quarter I mean all in three quarters I didn't even touch the ball the whole fourth quarter. You know oh, I mean? man, so, so y'all was playing nice. I think you probably would have broke the state record if you played the whole game. God dang. But uh, yeah. he said he thought he only had 185. The, 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 the highlights I seen, it was like an 80-yard bomb. It was over and over. So, I real quick piggyback on what, what, what Tayshawn said. Um, I, I, I talked to these guys a lot about, you know, like, us having a chemistry because I, I call the offense, defense, and special teams. So oh, with my my cap, all, huh? yeah, man. <laughs> uh, unfortunately, okay. unfortunately, man, it's it's it's, it's tough, man. But but uh, I, I'm more of a defensive guy. But this year, I had to tap into the offensive uh, playbook a lot, and you know, get it going for these guys, man. So um, what what Tayshawn did, you know, they have their freedom. You know what I mean? Like as long as we know what to do, execute. Like there's times I'm looking at Jordan, he sees something, I trust him. You know what I mean? And and we have to have that chemistry, you know, and it goes with, you know, the, the, the Zoom meetings and, you know, goes with the phone calls, the text message, hey, coach, look at this play, we can do this. And, and you know, we have that chemistry and that bond to where, you know, if we leave, if we lead, the rest of the team will follow, you know, and, and, and that is a prime example right there of recognizing what, what they're in. You know, he made the adjustment to, to go into that, to, to run a strike, send the other guy on the scene, um, you know, whatever it is. And that right there is a part of maturity and growth. You know, we talk about it. And, you know, our athletes are on the same pages as coaches the majority of the time. So when they understand what they're in, what coverage they're in, and they make those adjustments on their own, and, like, they look over and I, they, either they give me the thumbs up or I give them the thumbs up or they just run it, you know what I mean? Like, we, we know exactly what needs to be done. And, and that was that was great right there. You know, I, I can't – I'm especially yeah. not going to be mad about it when you go 80 yards. Hey, for real, hey, you change the play, you better score, dog. Like, yeah. it ain't my bad, <laughs> You got to make that happen. <laughs> Hey man, yeah. I, 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 I'm so excited for. What's y'all next game? Who y'all got next? Is it Oakland Tech or who y'all got next? Hayward High. Hayward High is that a rival too? A, you know, inner yep. city rival. Yeah, uh, we always play each other uh, back to back weeks. It, it's the the battle of, battle of the stack. Got you. Well, if we could bet on y'all in Vegas, I'll put my money down on on Tennyson 
Hey, for the show. But hey, thank y'all for coming, man. It's been a pleasure. Let's stay connected. Let's keep yes, pumping. Y'all keep doing what you do, coach. Good luck. And I'll follow y'all. And let's let's hook back up in the playoffs. Likewise. Thank yes, you, sir. Coach. We appreciate your time. Right, appreciate Bye it, Coach. Y'all. Appreciate y'all. Peace out. So we had we just had Tennyson High. Man, they were here. You can you can tell by talking today, coaches, their head coach talking to the players that them, them them boys are locked in, right? It's a family affair over there. They building men through the game of football. You know what I mean? So that's big. I'm rooting for Tennyson. I didn't know too much about him. I know a little bit about him, but Tennyson is one of my teams. I got a few teams that I root for um, indirectly. We don't even play them. They in a different league, so it's all good. But Tennyson, y'all on my list. Good luck, fellas. And as we end, let's get to uh, – I got one more shout-out from my guy, Coach Anderson, out in uh, Salinas. He recommended – and I just got to – looking at the stats, this is pretty This is pretty impressive. We got Peyton Hayton. He's just been absolutely balling, right? And, and that's what I might just start calling it, balling. Who's been balling? He's out of Rancho San Juan. In the last three games, he has 600 yards thir and 13 touchdowns. 600 yards and 13 touchdowns. The boy is putting on for San Juan. So shout out to Coach Anderson for giving me that uh that uh player recommendation there. Peyton Hatton out of Rancho San Juan out in the uh Salinas area. And as we end, you know, I always got a question. I always got a question. The question of the week is, do you think I can swim? Right? Let, let, you already know. They already say black people can't swim. So that's why I asked y'all. I want to see if y'all was gonna be honest here. So we got. 33% of the people said yes. 7% of the people said no. And 60% of the people said doggy paddle only. Now, I just feel totally disrespected here. First of all, I can swim like a dolphin. Excuse me. I've been swimming since I was like five years old, man. So, yes, I can swim. Very good. In the ocean, in the pool, in the lake, in a puddle. I can swim. You hear me? So, Hey, hey, thank y'all for, you know, you know, getting into the poll. If you got any question of the week that y'all want to hear, I know some people saying they want to know what's my favorite, uh, what's the, the people's favorite Wingstop flavor wing. So that might be a question. If y'all got question ideas, y'all got ideas for the show. If you want to get on the show, if you want to come on here and freestyle, let me know. We'll get you on. But I'd like to thank y'all once again. This is week three got a Mike Hill show podcast with West Coast Preps. It's an honor to be here and be able to be on this platform and just talk every Sunday. So we'll get it in again next Sunday. I'll have updates from all the games around the Bay Area, including Menlo versus Freedom, which will be a big time matchup. Um, so stay posted. Please like, subscribe, retweet, holla at me everything let's just keep this going on this uh podcast and listen share it with your friends share it with your family i appreciate y'all god bless